So I'm, I'm guessing that you probably don't need studies to, to tell you this, but studies show that overworking can have a major negative effects on your life. When we overwork, we tend to gain weight, we become irritable, we look older than we actually are, that's a hard one, and our heart rate increases. And more than that, more than just all those sorts of physical effects, our work suffers. We become inefficient. We become sloppy. We even tend to become less creative as we live under that level of stress. And ironically, despite the fatigue of the overwork, we, we also find it hard to sleep because of the stress of overworking actually disrupts our sleep schedule and causes sleep debt. We just get in this cycle where we're not getting enough rest. And of course, there are other things too. There's, there's uh, you know, you can have heart disease issues and, and strokes, diabetes, and depression. Studies tell us all of this, right? But we live in a society that is chronically overworked, and many are underpaid. We tend to spend our time rushing to and fro in constant movement. We hold up for admiration those folks who work 60 or 70 or even 80 hours a week. And many parents subject their children to overscheduling on top of their parents' own busy work schedules as they rush kids from one practice to the next rehearsal. It has often occurred to me that the one form of scarcity that most people, both in our parish family and in the the wider community, face is the scarcity of time. There's simply too much to do and not enough time in which to do it. There are so many tasks, and yet we don't know where to fit them. We don't have enough time. And I wonder why this is. Why do we overwork? Why do we rush to and fro? I know many are just trying to make ends meet. Many are trying to keep up with their bills. Others are chasing after elusive success. But there are questions to ask ourselves if we find ourselves overworked and overbusy. Like, are we assigning an inordinate amount of meaning and purpose to our work? Or are we trying to create a sense of identity? Do we use our work and our actions to tell us who we are and what we are? Or do we use our activity to inform ourselves of our sense of self-worth and our sense of value? There is a, a radical idea. It's buried in the Ten Commandments. You wouldn't think it would be there, but it's there. 
and it's often ignored. I think we, we ignore it because it doesn't actually make a lot of sense to us in our cultural context. I mean, most of the, the Big Ten, they make perfect sense, right? Right? Like, do not murder. That one makes sense to us. I'm getting some nods of heads. I'm glad that... that <laughs> yes, that one makes sense. Do not steal, right? That also makes sense. It seems perfectly reasonable. Even the, the honoring of parents and the rejection of idolatry, right? That, those seem pretty logical, maybe even practical. But then there is that fourth commandment that we heard this morning from the book of Deuteronomy. Observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy as the Lord God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. There's something counterintuitive about this one for us. The do not lie one, yeah, we get that one. But the taking a break from work, that one's harder. It's almost quietly subversive in a society that turns even leisure into a form of work. For indeed, of all the Ten Commandments, this is the one that we almost boast about breaking. But here, the commandment from God is, is quite clear. Just stop. Stop what you're doing. Stop your hard work. Set aside some time for rest. Set aside some time for recreation. Take care of yourself. Take care of your relationships. Spend time with, with loved ones. Spend time with dear friends. And more than just that, set aside some time to reconnect with God. And this commandment is quite clear. It's, it's not supposed to be just for the privileged. This isn't a commandment that was meant just for the wealthy or the well-to-do or those who could afford to not work. This is a commandment that is meant for children, for servants, for livestock, right? They have the whole list. They, they left none of them out in that commandment. There's donkeys and cows. The whole thing, they all get to take a break. And even immigrants, even the outsider who wouldn't observe the law, is given time to rest. The commandment is for everyone, for, for all who work, for all who labor. It is God's intention that we have a break, no matter our status and no matter our station. And the reason why is provocative. We are told, remember, remember that you were a slave in Egypt 
And the Lord God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Now, of course, in the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is speaking to people who had either been literal slaves or who were recent descendants of slaves. But the point is clear. The Sabbath is for everyone because God is a God of liberation. God is a God of of liberated slaves. And God delivered them from oppression and brought them into a land of abundance. The Sabbath is for everyone because God longs for us to have a sense of freedom from the obligations and the cares that weigh upon us. God intends for us to simply delight in the gift of beauty, the gift and beauty of being alive. And as Jesus makes clear in this morning's gospel reading, observing the Sabbath is not a matter of dry religious duty. It's not supposed to be, at least. The intention of the Sabbath is not about creating just another task that becomes a new burden for us. As Jesus proclaims, the Sabbath should be at the service of humanity and not the other way around. The Sabbath is intended for our well-being and our flourishing. It is intended for good and not harm, for the saving of life and not for killing. And yet just because the Sabbath is intended for the service of human beings and not vice versa, that does not mean that it is something that we should just ignore. For it seems to me that we have the opposite problem than what Jesus and his disciples faced. For them, the Sabbath was a burden overseen by religious authorities that that defined the Sabbath and the keeping of the Sabbath in ways that often profited those same authorities while burdening everyone else. But for us, for us, the Sabbath is essentially forgotten. And because this is so, it strikes me at least a little bit that it would be better if we treated the Sabbath as a duty and an obligation to God, then it would be for us to simply ignore it and pretend it didn't exist. And so I wonder, I wonder what it would be like for us to reclaim the Sabbath. What would it look like for us to set apart a little time to lay aside and lay aside our many, many important tasks. How can we remind ourselves that our work does not define us, that our tasks don't define us, that what we do does not define us? 
how do we, do we recognize that it should not tell us who we are? How might we instead let Sabbath rest invigorate us or inspire us or open up pathways for delight and for joy? Might the Sabbath be a way of, of helping us to see our lives as, as gift? Might it free us from some of our many burdens? And I also wonder what our society might look like if we honored the Sabbath. How might we think about our own lives and about the lives of our neighbors if we created this sort of space for ourselves selves to simply be? God gives us a gift in the Sabbath. It is a gift that is radical. It is a gift that is revolutionary. It is a gift that tells us that we are greater than our responsibilities, greater than our accomplishments, greater than even our failures. Or not even, but greater than our failures. It is a gift. It is a gift that is meant to tell us that we are loved by God. For in the Sabbath, God affirms the dignity and the worth of each and every person. And so each person is invited into a space where they can reconnect with the beauty and the simplicity and the God-centeredness of their lives. And so, so what does it mean for you to honor the Sabbath? What might that look like? How might it look for you to keep this gift from God, this gift of enough time, this gift of enough space in your schedule? How might it look for you to keep this gift from God holy and set apart? Amen.